Greetings, people loved by God. Welcome to worship on this, the ninth weekend after Pentecost. Uh, we welcome everybody here, of course, in the building to worship. We also welcome those who are uh, listening or watching online. And as I always like to remind you, you can always go to our website, chapelofthecross.org, and there under the resources tab, you can find the bulletin for this service so you can follow along. There's also a give tab there if you would like to give your offering to the Lord in his church. Just a few announcements before we begin worship today. Uh, over the last few years, Chapel of the Cross has been supporting Pastor Bob and Christy Rogner as they serve as missionaries to Israel with Apple of His Eye Mission Society. Uh, next weekend, the weekend of August 1st, they will be present with us here at Chapel. Uh, Pastor Bob will be preaching, and they will both be leading Bible class on, then on that Sunday morning, sharing about the ministry to God's people in Israel. So put that on your calendar for next weekend as we look forward uh, to them coming here to chapel. A reminder, chapel will be hosting a weekend VBS August 6th, 7th, and 8th. That's a little different than we've done in the past. We've usually done four or five days during the week. This time it's going to be a weekend uh, on that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. All children and their families are invited to participate in that. You can register at that VBS table that you see over by the office area in the commons area, or just call the church office and we'll sign you up. More information is provided for you also in the chapel weekly. Tomorrow afternoon, Sunday, July 25th, that's a very special day here at Chapel of the Cross. Ellery Glenn will be ordained into the pastoral ministry, and he will be installed as specific ministry pastor here at Chapel. I hope you all can, can come back tomorrow afternoon for that special service of praise and thanksgiving. Worship begins at 3 p.m., 3 in the afternoon, tomorrow on the 25th. And as you may have heard, St. Louis County has reinstated the mask mandate for public gatherings such as this one, uh, such as worship starting on Monday. So next weekend, as we gather for worship, we will once again be wearing masks during worship. If you forget yours at home, as we've done in the past, we'll have a table there by the front door uh, so you can pick one up on your way in. And our radio broadcast today on KFUO AM 850 is sponsored by Arnie and Jerry Rinkin in thanksgiving to God as they celebrate 67 years of marriage. Uh, God's blessings to them, and uh, they are happy to support that radio program and, and our service on KFUO AM. God's blessings to you as we worship this day. We begin by singing together our opening hymn, O Love, How Deep, hymn number 544 in Lutheran Service Book. We'll be singing verses 1, 4, 5, 6, and 7. And we stand to sing it together.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the aid of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit, that attentive to your word, we may confess our sins, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Gracious God, have mercy on us. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things done and left undone. Uphold us by your Spirit, so that we may live and serve you in newness of life, to the honor and glory of your holy name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you, forgive you all of your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ, strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful God, the protector of all who trust in you, strengthen our faith and give us courage to believe that in your love you will rescue us from all adversities. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. You may be seated. The Old Testament reading appointed for this day is from Genesis, the ninth chapter. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, I now establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you and with every living creature that was with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, all those that came out of the ark with you, every living creature on earth. I establish my covenant with you. Never again will all life be cut off by the waters of a flood. 
Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant that I am making between me and you and every living creature with you, a covenant for all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds, and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all living creatures of every kind on the earth. So God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant that I have established between me and all life on the earth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We speak responsibly our psalm of the day. It's Psalm 136, the first nine verses. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His love endures forever. To him who alone does great wonders, his love endures forever. Who by his understanding made the heavens, his love endures forever. Who spread out the earth upon the waters, his love endures forever. Who made the great lights, his love endures forever. The sun to govern the day, his love endures forever. The moon and the stars to govern the night, his love endures forever. The epistle reading is from Ephesians, the third chapter. St. Paul writes, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the saints, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Forgiveness meets my gaze. I 
We stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the sixth chapter. Glory, Glory to you, O Lord. Lord. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to Bethsaida while he dismissed the crowd. 
After leaving them, he went up on a mountainside to pray. When evening came, the boat was in the middle of the lake, and he was alone on land. He saw the disciples straining at the oars because the wind was against them. About the fourth watch of the night, he went out to them, walking on the lake. He was about to pass by them, but when they saw him walking on the lake, they thought he was a ghost. They cried out because they saw him, and they were terrified. Immediately, he spoke to them and said, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Then he climbed into the boat with them, and the wind died down. They were completely amazed, for they had not understood about the loaves. Their hearts were hardened. When they had crossed over, they landed at Gennesaret and anchored there. As soon as they got out of the boat, people recognized Jesus. They ran throughout that whole region and carried the sick on mats to wherever they, to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he went, into villages, towns, or countryside, they placed the sick in the marketplaces. They begged him to let them touch even the edge of his cloak, and all who touched him were healed. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. May be seated as we sing our hymn of the word, Jesus, Savior, Pilot Me. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.
Thanks for the sermon this day is that epistle reading appointed for today from Paul's letter to the Ephesians, the third chapter, beginning at verse 14. Paul writes, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom his whole family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power, together with all the saints, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Christian friends. Boy, what a prayer that is. That's what that text is, you know. That, that is a prayer on your behalf, prayed by the Apostle Paul hundreds of years ago. It's a prayer that rang true then, and it rings true now. It was a prayer that was needed then, and it's a prayer that is needed now. It's a prayer where he asks God to strengthen his people by his spirit in their inner being. Now, there's probably a time or two you have seen the outcome of Paul's prayer acted out in somebody's life. Maybe it's someone who went through a very, very difficult time, and you were amazed at the amount of hardship that they were able to endure. And you, and you realized as you were watching them that they were able to endure because they were not relying on their own power and on their own strength. But they were relying on God's power and on God's strength. And you could see God enabling them in a way that was just wonderfully and incredibly powerful. In my ministry, I, I have seen many examples of this. And I walk into a hospital room where it just seems one thing after another is going wrong. And in sharing the gospel and talking about Jesus Christ, I often hear, Pastor, it's only by God's strength that I can go on. It's only by God's strength that I can face another day, another test, or some more bad news. It's only by God's strength. I walk into a funeral home. There's grief there and sadness and mourning and pain and loss. Many of, you have been, many of you have been there too. And yet so very often there's also hope there. And there's thanksgiving there for God's gifts. And there's this clinging to the power of God to give strength for the moment. There are so many troubles that show themselves in so many and various ways. Troubles that make us feel just very out of control. Troubles that make us, make us feel so powerless. And, and I shouldn't be, but, but so often I am amazed at the attitude that I hear so very often that says, you know what, Pastor, I still rely on God. And I rely on his power. He will give me strength. And I've seen that over and over again. And it's a fact. 
God is able to do more than we think he can when we rely on his power rather than on our own. That's a beautiful, beautiful truth. God is able to do more than we think he can when we rely on him and his power rather than on our own. It's why Paul prays this prayer in Ephesians 3. He says, I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. And there are those who are strengthened by God's power in times of difficulty for sure. But I want you to know that we don't need to wait for our crisis to rely on God's power. You know that, right? God's power is available not only in a hospital room, not only in a, in a funeral home, not only when there's a catastrophe, not only when there's a broken relationship. It's available to you every second of every minute of every day of our lives. And God is able to do more than we think he can when we rely on his power rather than on our own, no matter what the circumstances are. And that power of our God, that power is not a puny kind of power. It is an awesome power. It is a perfect power. When you read through this text, you will, you will notice that there are three times in Ephesians chapter 3 that Paul uses that word power. And each time he uses that same Greek word, dynamis. And that Greek word is a root word of an English word that you know very, very well. And that word is dynamite. When Paul is talking about the power of God, he's not talking about a puny power. He's talking about a dynamite power. When we talk about God's power, we're talking about an explosive kind of power. We're talking about an F5 tornado kind of power, an earthquake kind of power. On June 18, 2018, not too long ago, a few years ago, in the World Cup, Mexico was playing world number one Germany. At 11.32 a.m., Herving Chucky Lozano scored the winning goal for Mexico. That was a soccer goal which shocked the soccer world, and it even moved the earth. Mexicans jumping for joy at their country's just incredible surprise World Cup victory over defending champion Germany shook the ground so hard that they set off earthquake detectors. I mean, that's power. When we talk about God's power, we're not talking about a puny power. We're talking about an awesome power, an explosive power, an earth-moving kind of power. In fact, God's power is the same power that created the earth, that created the universe. God's power is the same power that changed the entire world with a flood. God's power was the power of the plagues in Egypt. God's power was the power that gave Abraham miraculously a son. God's power is a power that could feed 5,000 people, plus women and children, with just a little bit of food. God's power is a power that could walk on water and still a storm. God's power is not a puny power. It is an amazing power. And that is the power on which we rely. 
And I haven't even mentioned the moment when God's power was most clearly displayed. The moment where Christians can point to and say, well, now there's a demonstration of my God's power. It's that moment when Jesus died and then rose again. It's the power of the cross and the power of an open and empty Easter grave. That's the moment where God most clearly showed his power. His power over sin and his power over death and his power over the devil. It's a power unlike any other because it's not a power of might or force or fear. It is a power of sacrificial love and nothing is greater than that and nothing is more powerful than that. Paul mentions it here in Ephesians 3. He says, I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. That's power. But you know, this, despite the fact that we know this power in our inner being, I would say that we oftentimes fail to rely upon it. Instead of relying on God's perfect power, we settle. We so often settle. In fact, we so often settle for puny power. I'll give you three examples of what I would call puny power that makes Paul want to pray this prayer for us. First example of puny power that I would, that I, that I would give is, is smug self-reliance. Smug self-reliance. Rather than realizing that we always need God, we always need to rely on his power, we sometimes tend to rely on our own abilities, on our own power, and we have the attitude that God really isn't all that necessary. Smug self-reliance is a byproduct of a saying that if you've ever had children, you know very, very well. It goes like this. I can do it all by myself. Ever hear that? I can do it all by myself. Man, I've heard that for years in my house. And, and it's actually not a bad thing, if you think about it, how a person, how a child develops. You know, a child starts to walk, I can do it all by myself. Good. A child starts to, to kind of eat on his own. It's a little messy, but kind of eating on his own. I can do it all by myself. Maybe next is riding a bike or tying a shoe or reading. I can do it all by myself. And then it gets to driving a car. I can do it all by myself. And after that, it's, it's everything. <coughs> but no matter what age we are, that same sense of self-sufficiency can turn bad if it turns into smug self-reliance. When, when we say to God, God, I, I can do that all by myself. As if to say, you know what? I really don't need you. That is puny power. That's why Paul prays this prayer. Another example of puny power is what I might call occasional religion, 
occasional religion. We've got puny power when we rely on God's strength, but, but really only when we think it's necessary. Only when we, we know that we need them desperately, when, when the illness is really bad, when, when the marriage is, is really struggling, when the pain is just really horrible. But at other times, you know, maybe I don't need God so much today. That's occasional religion. An occasional religion, that is puny power. That's why Paul prays this prayer. Third example of puny power is when we get a case of the don'ts. Well, the case of the don'ts are, a case of the don'ts is usually brought on because we are looking at our own power and we're looking at our own abilities instead of God's. And we start to realize actually how short we come, how lacking in our power we really are. And so come our don'ts. I don't have time. I don't have money. I don't have the ability. I don't have the training. I don't have the wherewithal. All those don'ts that Christians often offer so regularly. And when we're offering all those don'ts, we don't hear the thing that we do have. I do have Christ. I do have Jesus. I do have his forgiveness and his love and his grace. I do have a Savior. I do have a Lord and a God. And sometimes we miss out on the fact that having Christ is more powerful than all of those things that we don't have. Puny power is really just focusing on ourselves, on our smug self-reliance, on our occasional religion, and all of our don'ts. But when we rely on God and his power, he is able to do immeasurably more than we think he can. That's how Paul ends his prayer, in fact. He says, now to him, who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. Well, God does not want us to have puny power. It's Paul's prayer for you, that God would strengthen you through his power that you would rely not on yourselves, but on him. That's my prayer for you today, too. I imagine that some of you coming to church today may have some things on your hearts. And maybe you're aware, because of that, you really do need God's power. And if you're one of those people, I would just say to you today, Keep relying on him. Because you will find that in his power, you are able to do immeasurably more than you can imagine. Reminds me of another word from St. Paul, Romans chapter 8, verse 18. Paul says, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. You know what I call that statement? That statement is powerful. God bless you with his power today so that you can know how he is able to do immeasurably more in you than you can even imagine. Amen.
Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Would you please stand with me as we confess together our common Christian faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. you find that on page 10 in your bulletin. Together we, we confess. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated as we gather our offering to the Lord. We stand for prayer. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Merciful Lord, you establish your church, the blood of your Son, and daughter with the riches of your word and sacraments, led her by the Spirit, and guaranteed the gates of hell shall not prevail against her. 
Give us courage and confidence in your guidance, in your presence, in your protection, and in your promises. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious Lord, hold up those elected or appointed with responsibility for our nation and for all the nations and peoples of the world. Guide them to act responsibly, protecting the weak, serving the causes of peace and justice, and working for the good of all. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, give your protection to those who enforce the laws, who defend us in time of emergency, and who care for us in illness and injury. Give your special blessing and protection to our armed service personnel and those who support them. And bless the families that are separated from their loved ones in their service to our nation. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, make us generous with the many resources and blessings that you have bestowed upon us, joyfully returning to you the tithes and offerings that, are, that you are due and caring for those in need. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Gracious God, bless and give healing to all who are sick or afflicted in any way. Bless and comfort those who mourn. Bless and give peace to those near death. Today we especially remember this day those suffering from infirmities or sickness at home or at rehabilitation or nursing facilities, including Shirley Stroud, Eloise Shrednicki, and Keith Wetzel as he recovers from surgery. Lord, may they have confidence in your good and your gracious will and build upon your strength to meet the challenges of the day. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have called Ellery Glenn to be a pastor in your church. As Ellery is ordained this weekend and installed a specific ministry pastor here at Chapel of the Cross, grant him readiness and steadfastness, patience and understanding. Support and strengthen him in ministry that he may serve you faithfully. And bless Chapel of the Cross as we work together in showing the love of Jesus to the people of North County and beyond so that all may have a living relationship with Christ. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Great God, on this day we praise you along with those who are celebrating special milestones of your grace in their lives, especially Arnie and Jerry Rankin as they celebrate their 67th wedding anniversary. We also give you praise and thanks along with Wilma Miller and her family as she celebrates her 95th birthday. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us ever to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. We remain standing as we sing our closing hymn together. Jesus has come and brings pleasure. Page 12 in your bulletin.